welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, the 7th of November. My name's Ben. On the line is Andrew. How are you, mate? Excellent. How about you? <laughs> I am excellent also. Well, so uh, we alluded to this last time, but um, I, I've i been doing this podcast for five years now. You've been doing it for three and a half, I guess. Mm. Every now and then, you know, I throw out a game where I feel the pressure to do justice to it, and this is one such game. But it's a it's a nice predicament to have, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, that was that was pretty special on Saturday. And uh, what are we like forty eight hours later now? I'm more than in fact, I'm I'm absolutely still high as a kite after that. How about you? Yeah, exactly the same. I couldn't get enough of like the highlights and stuff when I got home. And I felt like that, I don't think, since probably Premier League season, to be honest, where we had some amazing victories in that. I was just sort of, sort of refreshing YouTube like a child. Sort of like, come on, I want, I want more highlights. I want some, you know, I was looking at Burnley vlogs and all sorts, which I've not done for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, really, I mean, it was just a fantastic performance. And I think obviously we met for a quick pint after, and I said to you, that's that's why you that's why you buy, buy season tickets uh, for, for games like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the last three home games have just been hilariously entertaining, aren't they? I mean, yeah. we had the, the three all with Blackpool, the two all with Norwich, and now 5-2 over Burnley. So it's that 17 goals, I think, in those three games? Six, ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 17 goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know, we sort of... I think we respected Burnley going into this game, you and I, and I imagine the vast majority of other United fans as well. You know, they they were top of the league. They hadn't lost for goodness knows how long. They've only lost one game all season. Pretty, you know, by any measure, easily one of the best couple of teams in the league. But it sort of feel there was there was a chance for us. Um, and I, I did mention that when we played Fulham and Middlesbrough last season, we absolutely stomped those teams in a kind of, you know, we went into those with a similar kind of, oh, we really have to respect these. These are actually a good team. Mm. But this was just a, I mean, we, we I, I don't think we've stomped a team like this uh, since his wildest revolution basically like even going back to those years yeah I think a lot of people say that oh you know I've seen a couple of bit of Stoke fans since I've done the views from actually saying like oh they just like Stoke City throwing the balls in the box we had some amazing play to get to those positions anyway in terms of corners and and it were all about the intensity and yeah I think the, it, there were a lot of uh, parallels. Do you know a lot of parallels with? And I don't mean this in a negative way. Uh, the, the 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 best of the Warnock era. <laughs> you know when we sort of two one down, uh, you were losing a game and stuff, and then the second half you we were kicking towards the cop, and we just pile pressure on, pile mm. pressure on, pile pressure on to the point where a goal felt inevitable. Um, and every single time we got a corner, free kick, throw in, anything like that, I felt there were going to be a chance, and they were. <laughs> I, I I can't overlook the fact that Burnley were the genuinely the worst team I have ever seen at defending set pieces in a particular game ever. I, I can't think of anyone else who have been worse than that have come to Bramall Lane. Yeah, QPR were bad last season. Do you remember at their place? But this was, I mean, yeah. this this was pretty much literally every throw in, every corner, every free kick. I thought we were going to score, <laughs> and we and as you mm. said, we we very nearly did score from every single one of them. It was. I mean, the stats to come out of this game were absolutely crazy. I mean, we had a yeah. so we had an XG of four and a half in this game, which is more than Liverpool had when they smashed Bournemouth nine nil earlier this season. Usually, when a team get out, gets absolutely hammered by like six, seven, eight nil, 
it's very rare for the XG to be like an accurate reflection of that scoreline because mm. it usually it usually includes a couple of unlikely goals like a long ranger or a yeah. you know keeper yeah. failing to to save an easy shot. But five goals like kind of flattered Burnley here to be honest. Mm. We you know their their keeper who we'll we'll talk about obviously. He made some fantastic saves in the second half. And wow. we, we ended up taking 28 shots, which is absurd. 26 of them inside the penalty area and 12 mm. shots on target, eight big chances. It was insane how, just how utterly dominant we were with the ball, um, particularly, as yeah. you say, from set pieces, but also from open play as well. Yeah, against the league leaders. You know, if we'd done that against... Yeah. If we'd done that against Coventry, for example, who are bottom of the league when we play them, we'd be like, oh, yes, that was, you know, we turned on the style in that one. This was the league leaders. This was the yeah. first defeat in ages. It was absolutely incredible. And like I said, I've just been listening to the Not the Top 20 podcast for us before we started this, actually. And um, and they were like, I mean, they understandably focused on the set pieces. They did praise United, but they were saying, you know, set pieces, set pieces. I thought our overall play, I thought we were really unlucky to go in at half time losing to myself. I think 3 yeah. 3. At half time would have been about right for that game because I thought it was a really good game of football, even though we were losing and, and the goals were shocking that we conceded. Um, but I really, I, I, they hit the bar obviously as well in that one. They had a free header that went wide. We had one off the line. Mm. We had another one that uh, I think if he, Osborne, I think it is running into the box. If he gets a touch on it, that's in. Uh, and it was a really, really, really good game of football the first half. And then I think the second half. It was just one-way traffic, and we just they couldn't get out of their half. And like I say, people are going to talk about the set pieces, and that was where the main threats come from. But we had to, we didn't, they didn't just kick the ball out of play. We had to get those, you know, corners and free kicks and throw-ins in decent positions. And that was because we were relent, relentless with the, with us attacking. Yeah, relentless is a great way to describe it. Yeah, I mean to to just skip ahead to the fourth goal. I mean it's it's a counterattack that ends with. McBurney getting a one-on-one, which the keeper makes an amazing save yeah. from. We swing in the corner, Armand Odzic heads it towards goal, the keeper makes an amazing save from. We swing in the corner, <laughs> yeah. McBurney heads it towards goal, the keeper makes a good save from. We swing mm. in the corner, they clear it to the edge of the box, Osborne hits it back in and Armand Odzic scores. It's like, yeah. we could have scored four goals in 60 seconds there. It's yeah, absolutely and mental. like I say, I've seen a couple of early fans saying, you know, the first goal wasn't a corner and the last goal were offside. Well, you know, you would. I, I, my argument against that is that, you, that I think Burnley were lucky that they conceded five, because I think again, if their keeper had to pull those two like worldly saves off, or and McBurney had a fit, I think McBurney should finish better the the one you know where he's. I think that's the one you talk about when he's on the is, break. Yeah. Um, and and there were another one where and dies slightly offside mm. uh, for the to make it. It would have made it three two to us. You genuinely look at as the, as the XG says. You're looking realistically about seven or eight goals that we could have scored. This this is a so yeah. I haven't seen this. But I know there's the complaints about the first our equaliser with it. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what. Well, I don't actually know what the complaints were. Was it that it was not a corner? I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't a corner. I have seen it. It's not a corner. It's Baldock and goes out. It's definitely not. It's definitely not a corner. Right, but. fair enough. But yeah, this is a. I, I don't think this is a game where like. Um, let me just try and think of a recent example. Like uh, I don't know. I felt like if we go two nil down against, uh, almost if we get if we went two nil down against Rotherham tomorrow night, um, I almost feel that'll be harder to get back into. Whereas with this, th- they weren't going to stop this. Like if they, if they'd held on to a lead oh. at half time, well they did have a lead at half time, but you know, say it yeah. was say it was one nil or even two nil to them, I don't think that changes the second half. Like they they wouldn't have magically become better at defending set pieces in the second half just because. 
you know, we hadn't scored an equaliser at that point. I think, yeah, I, I don't think they would have been able to hold back this tide whatsoever. And it will worry. I, I, what I worried about half time, I'm furious at half time because I thought we've done really well in this game. I were expecting it to be like the toughest game of the season, mm. and I thought we competed well, and I thought we were, I thought we were pretty much bang even half uh, in that first half. And then obviously the, the stupid goal that we gave away, and I thought, and I was thinking. They're not going to defend that badly again in this mm-hmm. half. They're not going to give up those sort of chance. And they were worse, obviously, or we were better, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. But I did think at half time that was possibly a good chance that we had gone because I just felt that because they did attack well in the first half, Burnley, there's no getting away from that, particularly Benson mm. um, down that right hand side. And I did think, you know, we're going to be pushing forward and they are really dangerous going forward, a lot of quick dribblers and stuff like that. To come back like that, I, I genuinely did they get into our half for more than ten minutes in that entire second half altogether. I, I don't think Wes touched the ball with his hands until about the eighty-eighth minute. In, yeah. in the second half, obviously, he made a couple of saves in the in the first half. Um, mm. Yeah, it was it was just absurd. And I mean, um, I mean, I thought Burnley were good, you know, like just apart from mm. defending set pieces and I well, just defensive. Like, and I, it's interesting though that they, their fans were saying that this has been coming with the set pieces. And again, they mentioned this in the not top twenty part about. You know they have been struggling with corners and free kicks and stuff like that, and obviously now we've exploited that to the the highest degree imaginable. Really, you do wonder if, particularly, dare I say, lesser sides who do play for set pieces and stuff like, we'll just aim for that. And it'd yeah. be interesting to see how they come back from this. Um, I imagine there'll be a lot of lot of stuff to be done on the training ground for them this week. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely laid out a blueprint there of like how to mm-hmm. give them massive problems, haven't we? Um, yeah. And, and yeah, mo- you know, there there are much better set piece teams than Sheffield United in this division, or teams we're that rely on say against. I mean, this is the thing that all of you from again we're all saying big physical side and blah blah blah. And we're not, we're not a big physical side. We've got Anel, Egan, McBurney. Is that it? It was above six foot. Uh, okay, yeah. If you're talking literally in terms of height, I was gonna. Yeah. I would slightly counter this because I, I think look we're not a big side. That's that's just a fact. I mean, look at our midfield. It's mm. tiny. It's tiny. You <laughs> yeah. know, Fleck and Osborne, two of the least physical footballers probably in midf- in midfields around the championship. Norwood, you know, yeah. he's, he's not a physical specimen. He, he definitely makes the most of what he you know his positioning mm. and his ability to get get stuck in. I guess, but yeah. so not a big team. But I do think that because I would make it a quartet of players who were dangerous at the other end: Armand Ozegan and McBurney. And Jack Robinson, who is a sneaky, dangerous player in the opposition box. And as it happens, uh, <laughs> sneaky, dangerous just outside our own box in this game as well. <laughs> yeah. but like that, that four does cause problems. Like the, the, the latter three definitely caused problems a few games towards the end of last season. But you chuck Armand Odzic in there as well. That is a lot of players to pick up in a way, all of whom are... I mean, we, we joke about Egan, but... You know, he, he wins the first header a lot of the time, doesn't he? And he, you know, he, he redirects it into a dangerous area sometimes. I do think there is the basis there of a team that is going to score more set piece calls this season for sure, particularly the way McBurn yeah, is playing. I, yeah, I'm probably being harsh maybe on our on our set piece. We have got a couple, and I think Anel. I mean, we really struggled against Stoke, didn't we? Off set pieces, yeah, um, this season. And you look no at the McBurney, team, that's, that's no Armadale touch in that one. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, those two, and no Jack Robinson, and Ellen and McBurney in particular are huge. I think without those two, we do start looking a bit small. But Burnley were really small as a team, and 
you know, the top of the league, I'm not going to say, oh, you've got to be stronger at this level because it's the first game they've lost in 17 and you won't be that surprised if they go on another 17 game unbeaten run. But mm. I think of this particular match, and it, and it wasn't just about the height for us neither, to be honest. I thought we played really aggressively, but fairly, but aggressively. I thought Osborne sort of typified that. I don't think it was, don't think it was the man of the match or anything like that, but just harrying all game, even like in the 90th minute, he's down that left-hand side, you know, running down and stuff. And mm. I wonder if they had they come up against something, you know, a team who, who worked that hard, but also had that little bit of quality as well. Yeah, I loved, uh, I got so much satisfaction out of the fact they they were kind of slowing the game down at 5-2 down. You know, they were really taking the time over goal kicks and yeah. getting the ball. I, I was like, that is such a mark of respect for how well yeah. we've played here, that they are just, you know, they're just going we'll just leave at 5-2 like we you know we don't want anything else to do with this game let's just get out of here and it's like, these are the league leaders and we could That's have had amazing. a couple more yeah and I liked we our could have had a couple more. we kept going yeah for it, yeah we? yeah I mean there was 5-2 I think what minutes ago might have been an injury time we got a throw in and, and Jackie Longfrow's going over to take it yeah and the, the centre-backs went up another one in the box yeah I loved it I loved that intent um, yeah just mm. really encouraging just on um just on Osborne, because I have got a note here about... I just want to talk about the... Or make sure we recognise the value of Ben Osborne. Because I think I think we've seen it in the last few weeks. I mean, he's playing in midfield this time, not in, yeah. in left wing, uh, a left wing bike. This is why having a player like Osborne is so valuable. You know, just as a... You know, did he play, did he play so well that I would want him to start the next game if Doyle is available? No. But um. he did a job when we need someone to do, you know, a, a solid performance in midfield and you need players like that across the season he's you know we said it uh, you you correctly called it out a couple of weeks ago he's come straight back from quite a long layout and mm. just rattled off like what five 90 minutes in a row five playing 90 di- minutes in a row yeah, yeah playing yeah, different positions and, and not slowing down at any point in those 90 minutes no. either um yeah so i, I just you know I, I don't think he was amazing or anything like that as you were saying but it's so valuable having a player like that that you can just mm. You know, parachute in there. You know what you're going to get out of him. All right, it might not be your first choice, but he's not a he's not a problem either. He can help you get mm. by and you know do some good things at the same time. So yeah, major uh, major tick from him. And but... I have to admit, I mean, I saw that midfield three, and I, and I, I thought I could understand. Obviously, we had no other option because Eckingbottom's a liar again, <laughs> and uh, Doyle, Doyle and McAtee were not available despite what he said. Uh, but I did I did look at that midfield three and, th- and thought, well, I can see what's going to happen here. They're going to have all the ball, and we're just going to try and break with it, and that's probably the best way to do it, because it wasn't the most creative midfield three, but there were going to be a lot of work for Endai to do to create his chances. But to be honest, I mean, no one in particular in this game Everyone goes on about McBurney and and we'll get on to him, I'm sure we will. But I, I actually give Norwood the man of the match. I thought Norwood were fantastic in this match. It was amazing, yeah. I, 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 he's just having such a good season. I, I don't know. Because he obviously is a Burnley lad, isn't he? I noticed they got a... I don't know whose shirt it was, but he, he got a... It swapped shirts to get a Burnley shirt at the end of the game, and yeah, yeah. As he was sort of walking up to the cop and clapping everybody, I was just thinking like, this is this this is this is my leader right now. You know that I know uh, yeah. I know Egan has the armband or, or Sharp when he's on, but like, it does feel it, like the leader though. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, it, it feels like it's Ollie Norwood's team basically. Yeah, that, that's uh, no slight on on Egan. Ollie Norwood's world and we're all just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I thought Burnley were, uh, were were very decent, and Benson in particular, as you said, 
probably one of the better players we've gone up against this season. If, if you're just judging yeah. it on this on this ninety minutes, he's not mm. actually started that many games for Burnley. He's, oh. he, he's played in almost every one, but he's been almost exclusively used from the bench. But he's been uh, crazy effective. He's got six goals and three assists, I think, despite only playing about six seven hundred minutes, something like that. Um, mm. And I thought because Ender Stevens makes his first start since the opening day of the season, he started at Watford, right? Ender? Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. start at Watford and then that start, yeah. His first start. And um, I was pretty pleased with how Stevens played in this game. I, I acknowledge that Benson had him on uh, on toast several times, but I, I think, I think it, he would have done that against pretty much anyone, to be honest. He looked like a really high-level right winger and... You know, after Stevens picks up that yellow card, he kind of does well to get through the rest of the game without putting himself in a dangerous situation. I, I was really worried when he got that yellow card, and mm. I was shouting for a bit in the first half, get Osborne down to the left-hand side just to help him and Robinson out, because he did have him on toast. There's no, there's no getting away from it. You know, Robinson didn't help Stevens out, I didn't think. But it's not his man, but, you mm. know, I, don't, I, I think between them, he, he just had them both, didn't they? And then Fleck defensively wasn't really offering much neither I'm not blaming him for that because he's got his own you know people to look out for but it, it all their attacks were coming from him every single attack mm. was from that side and I can't say that Stevens had a good first half because he didn't but I thought on the ball he did some decent things Stephen Stevens yeah. so like going forward I think you were better far better going forward than he were defensively yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, he, um, you know, pretty much sets up a, a burning goal that gets cleared off the line. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, he's actually he's pretty close to scoring himself for and Jai's goal and Jack yeah. Robinson's goal. He's sort of like yeah, he's in the vicinity. Um, I mean, he was trying to because Benson's playing on the right is very, very clearly left-footed, mm-hmm. um, and he was trying to show he was trying to do the right thing, Stevens, like show him onto his right foot, but he mm-hmm. he just couldn't for whatever reason. Like Benson was just just too good. I mean. This is a bit. Uh, this is a bit what the Romans ever done for us. But if if you discount, if you just take away the two goals that Benson scores, <laughs> then I, we sort of managed him all right. He didn't do very much than that. You know, a couple of cuts inside and just you know swishes it miles wide or you know crosses it straight out of place. A second so, half, he did nothing. I mean, literally yeah. nothing. You know, I'd love to have seen R and D up up against him purely mm. because I think he'd have flattened him within like a minute, um, <laughs> and it'd have been interesting to see how he came back from that. Cause I, Look, we all, I'm not going to. We all know. I'm not going to. I don't want to criticise anyone after that display or anything. But we all. I think everyone thinks Stevens is probably what third choice left wing back now. Jan Lowen, Nottingham yeah. Davis, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, is that as much as we can out for now? Third choice left back coming in and doing that against probably the best. Well, the best winger we've come up against this season, anyway. Yeah, I, I was happy with it. Honestly, I thought you know mm-hmm. he's coming back from another long injury. He's obviously been pretty. Yeah various degrees of poor for two years now uh, that yeah, was yeah. to me that was a perfectly acceptable performance from it'd be yeah. interesting to see if he plays you know because obviously that's his first game back as you said mm. um since the first game of the season and a game two in two days time is he going to be fit enough to play that or we're going to see osborne back at left wing back against a, a fairly physical rotherham he came off quite early didn't he uh osborne mm. came, came off a of basham yeah he did stevens sorry St- Sorry, yeah. yes, sorry, yeah. Ender Stevens was substituted off seventy minutes for Chris Basham. So yeah, yeah. Bash came into is. midfield, which were like I was like, oh, Bash is just going to go to left centre half. Like, well, where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing on the right right side of midfield. Um, yeah. So this the first goal. I thought we yeah I thought we started the game well and looked you know Burnley looked mm. 
talented, obviously. I thought Zorori, I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced, on the left-hand yeah. side was uh, looked a bit of a threat as well. Teller, I think he's probably much too good for this level, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. and uh, although we, we kept him fairly quiet as well, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, stri- they're strikers. Their uh, fans before the match were saying um, that he run out. He looked like he'd run out of steam a little bit and probably needs a rest, so I think the World Cup will be good for him. Mm. They were, we should, you know, we should say that they were missing Jay Rodriguez and Josh Brownhill, yeah. who are undoubtedly two of their better players, but yeah. they make that much difference to this scoreline. Like maybe, Rodriguez maybe, maybe in a defensive sense. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, that's that's all I can think of, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I do think, I actually thought their goal, I won't say it was against the runner play, that's unfair, but I, I don't think they deserved to be 1-0 up when they went 1-0 up. I think it were an even game and both teams were just sort of filling each other out. And still a lot of people go in on Robinson on this one. I will not blame Robinson for this goal, personally. I think it's just a reaction. The shot's coming in. You know you can get your head to it. I know it's going straight to Wes. Mm. But I think it's just unlucky, isn't it? Like, it should, you don't know he's going straight to us. You know, if he leaves it, everyone's going like, "Why has he not gone for that? I could get older." And yeah, it's just one of those things. I actually thought he hit the side netting for about what seemed like about ten minutes after. Like, what? <laughs> Why are they cheering a side netting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we but, went uh, there going, yeah. "Ah!" I, I, I think he's been unlucky there. I have to, I have to say. Just before I forget again, I've just three times mentioned uh, not the top twenty podcast, but uh, I think it was George on there. Said his wife are watching it. I don't think she's that into football, but she said she felt so sorry for Robinson at half time. She was like, Is he going to be all right? <laughs> yeah, well, mistake, hold, so. hold that thought because we, we'll, yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk Robinson in totality, I suppose, yeah, in a yeah, sec. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Benson shoots on his left foot, and uh, yeah, Robinson sticks his head in the way, deflects mm. it into the net. I was right behind this and the ball was going to be caught in front of Wes's face yes. it was straight at him mm. but uh, yeah Robinson diverts it into the net they then hit the bar I believe was, was thought, well, one nil rather I, I thought it was 1-1 when they hit the bar I could be wrong you, with no, that you might, you might be right actually, you had a free header uh, oh yeah Harwood, Harwood Bellis yeah oh that's right yeah because um I remember my dad saying, well, okay that should be 1-0 then <laughs> you know yeah, they, they that, might have scored a lucky been... first but we've got away yeah. with that one that he should have scored. He should have, absolutely should have scored there. It's a really poor header um, from a corner. But then I, I, we had a couple of chances as well. Um, like I said, they weren't real chances in terms of we were clean through or anything. But there were a lot of good balls being played across the area. And a lot of, again, corners and throws and stuff like that that were causing havoc. There were a couple off the line, like sort of bobbled off, off the line rather than, you know, smacked off the line or anything like that. But mm. And there were one where I think I think it was Stevens who put it in and, and Osborne just is just not big enough to get on the end of it. Yeah. With his legs, and then there were another one from Stevens again, actually, where their keeper just got to it before McBurney, I think. But I did feel we were going to score, I, but I also felt they were going to score. <laughs> yeah, well, this was Robinson's first home start of the season, obviously, start at Bristol City. So, yeah. you know, towel was out, the long, you know, Jackie Long throw, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Jackie Long throw season, Gary Imp box. And, you know, very immediately became apparent that Burnley couldn't deal with it for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, so Murich is, is the goalkeeper. He's about, he's absolutely massive. He's like six foot eight or something like that. He is their first choice yeah. goalkeeper. Um, but, I mean, he was nowhere, was he? And I was actually almost getting annoyed. I, I've said this before on it, but I was like, take it from the other side as well. Until they've shown they can yeah, defend yeah. him. Yeah. Keep doing it. I mean, the only two that they dealt with in the first half was the one that Robinson threw straight out into the side netting and mm. the one that he threw too far. <laughs> like, threw it to the yeah. other side of the six-yard box yeah. and no one was there. That were annoying, that, because if Endai just is just a little, like, peels off, he's got to, he's got to tap him mm. uh, at the back post. 
<clears throat> apparently this is this he struggled with this before, Murek, uh, from what I can gather, looking at what Burnley fans were saying after. He's he's not been as bad as that we were dealing with it, but apparently has been a bit suspect. He reminded me a little bit, and this is really harsh, and he's he's obviously better of Verips against West Brom for us. Mm. Uh, they were just lobbing it in and lobbing it in and lobbing it in and, and you know, some might say it was a similar performance from us. I don't think it was. I think we had much more quality than West Brom did that night. But at the same time, every time West Brom put a cross in that night, you were thinking, here we go, it's going to be a goal. And that must have been what the Burnley fans were thinking. Yeah. No, it was, it was astonishing, really. I mean, it, it, interesting character, that Mirage. I've not, I've not watched a single Burnley game this season, obviously, before Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the issue, it, remember the first game of the First game of the season, I think... Were you messaged me or did I message you? I, can't Huddersfield, I might have watched him against Huddersfield. Actually. Yeah, and I think you said, game? you can't tell if he's massive or you've just been watching that much women's football. But <laughs> 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 like, it just seems like huge compared to like, yeah. the, the goalkeepers. I didn't remember the, that now, game. actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, is, he is a big lad. And um, he's presumably, from what you know, from what I hear, his, his strength is on the ball almost. I mean, he mm. made some great saves as well in this game. Yeah, obviously. he did, yeah. But I just want to talk quickly about the way he kicked the ball was so weird. Like he, he never seemed to get a clean contact, and yet the vast majority of the time it did go to a. But you know, it obviously went where it was intended to. I always wonder if it was like like a, a knuckleball in in cricket where you sort of you know you, you well I guess Ronaldo does his free kicks. Don't know there was that whole thing of like yeah. strikes the valve and it's supposed to. It's, I think they called it a knuckleball with that. It just moves in an unpredictable way. And that was kind of how he was doing. I've never seen a keeper kick the ball. No, like I actually said to the block next to me, I said, the only disappointment I can take out of this game is that we didn't score from one of his awful goal kicks. <laughs> because there were loads of times where we went straight to us and we didn't yeah. really do much wrong. It would just happen that you know Burnley got back into place before we had time to capitalise on it. But I, again, I mean, we didn't in the end, but it was another one of those. I kept thinking, we're going to score from one of these eventually. But it was a bit like Swansea last season. We were beating 4-0 and they were doing the pass outs all the mm. time. And they kept losing it. And Burnley were a little bit like that. Yeah, we had a couple of high turnovers, didn't we? Uh, McBurney had a couple. I can I can think of in the first half particularly. Yeah, um, yeah, a very curious, a curious goalkeeper. But ultimately, uh, well, I guess he contributed to the hammering, but also did keep the score down. He did, yeah. Bizarre, a bit of an argument on the on the Burnley forums, including the view from Joe Boring. It's just, but they were just sort of, a lot of people blaming him for the defeat, and other people were saying it's, it's a collective responsibility, not just the goalkeeper, but. If Wes did that in a game, I would I would be blaming Wes for the uh, the bulk of the problems when mm. it came to set pieces because your goal the reason he's a, he's a massive goalkeeper and he can put his arms above the air <laughs> in the air as well to get things <laughs> and he just stayed on his line every single time. Yeah, and uh, we targeted it with uh, we we were consciously hitting outswingers with every corner, weren't we? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Norwood Norwood on the right, Fleck mm. on the left, outswinger every single time. And the delivery was phenomenal from those, you know. So many times. I think the the worst yeah. corner that we took ended up being the fourth goal when Osborne just yeah, that's right. That's fired. the only bad corner we took all match. I think that. yeah, yeah, and it you know three seconds later it's in the back of the net. But um, yeah. yeah, so we're we're one nil down from that that uh, you know unfortunate deflection from Robinson. It's it went down as an own goal initially. I think it's been changed to a a, a Benson goal. Yeah, now, I saw that. Someone like kind Benson's... of splitting hairs a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously no Robinson don't want it, but. I don't think that's going in, but I suppose it's on target. So yeah, yeah. I think I think certainly in the Premier League, if it's on target, then they just give it mm-hmm. to whoever took the original shot. Um, yeah. don't, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure on that one. Yeah. Um, we equalised from this uh, this corner that you you uh, clarified is not a corner. Uh, McBurney wins the first of many 
goal head goal contributing headers here. Um, mm. Yeah, he has an unmarked run at the ball, which is very very nice indeed. <laughs> Burnley, yeah. and he adds it back into the danger area. And who is there? It's Njai, of course. Three goals in three, nine for the season for him. And he's a goal scorer now in the league. Joint top, joint top. Of course, he's joined top. Yeah, <laughs> at that point, he was the top, top. goal scorer. Was, that's right. That's what. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, another. I mean, we've almost reached a stage where it's it's just not even worth talking about. But another fantastic game. I think it was Eggy afterwards when it was like, you know, forget mm-hmm. how good McBurney and the rest were. I thought Enjoy were man of the match. And yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I can't. Some... I can't disagree with him. To be honest, I thought it was absolutely I... tremendous again. We're in the pub after, and I heard a couple of people say, I thought we were a bit quiet today, and I was like, if that's one of his quiet games, I'm not mm. slagging that opinion off. I understand what they meant in the sense that other people probably shone more or stood out more. Yeah. Some of the stuff he did, that little bit, you know when he just absolutely skinned there? Oh, right, man alive. I, I, I like bent double in, like, you know that sort of, oh, I don't know, he just sort of overreacted, like, oh, my God, he's just, yeah. <laughs> just ended I, that I've guy's career. Some, some of these last couple of seasons, i realised that when someone does something magical like that, or when Gibbs White scored that back heel last season, hmm. I go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of, like they do in Spain when they score a goal. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> Channeling your inner Real Madrid fan. Um, so, yeah, and Jai equalises, and then we have, uh, they, they do hit the bar, which again comes from a, that actually, I really didn't feel like we had the run of the ball in the Seems first half now. at all. Say again, sorry? You just save that, Wes. Yeah, it gets a touch onto the bar, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. No corner given. Uh, it was. I guess it was a fingertip, but yeah, definitely a, definitely a save. Um, we then have a great chance at the other end where I... I had to ask my brother at half-time what happened because I, I, I was just up. I thought, I thought it was a goal. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Stevens fires in a, you know, a good ball back into the box. McBurney turns it towards goal, beats the keeper, but I think it's Harwood Bellis, like just sticks out a leg at the last minute to clear it off the line. And what, maybe 30 seconds later, we're behind. And it, it, By the way, that McBurney chance, I, I might, might be in Lima said this to me actually, but it, his movement after that, on that, mm. that ball, that, that shot was fantastic because we, we had a go at McBurney last season, saying so he doesn't look like scoring, he's never in the right areas, you know, he's he just sort of stood about or he's outside the box. I mean, it's not a massive thing, but he gets free quite cleverly to, to get into space and then obviously it's unlucky it's off the line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A great point with the movement. Uh, hold hold that thought as well because I, mm. I absolutely want to come back to that. Um, yeah, maybe 30 seconds later, we're behind and it's... Oh, we're, we're conceding some back goals at home recently, aren't we? Um, oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> I, I just, I, do you know? I've I've obviously watched this back, and I can't, I can't describe how terrible it is from from Robinson in a way. I mean, obviously the Davis, the, the Pookie goal, when Adam Davis messed it up in our last home game, mm. you could sort of see it happening before it happened. But is this one? It's just <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing, Robin? Uh, you know, Fodringham comes out, catches it. Tries to start a counter attack. Robinson's not under pressure here at all. And and the worst thing about it, watching it again, Benson doesn't put him under pressure. No, he doesn't. Robinson just dribbles into him. Like if you watch Benson, he's almost like trying to cut off a pass. Yeah. Like so he's not going to tackle Robinson. I've seen a couple of people, not many, say, "Oh, Wes has got to take some blame for the throw out." I disagree massively. He's in loads of space, Robinson. Yeah, he's I think like Rob- 20 yards of space. When he even falls over, he's still got the ball. <laughs> he sort of trips <laughs> for a bit, and he's still got the ball. The oh. worst bit is that the, the initial sort of trip is clumsy. 
But then he's re sort of, he seems like he's got recontrol of the ball and he still loses it. And you're thinking, if you're not feeling steady, just oof it. You know what I mean? Just oof yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he takes it off him and yeah, he's he, the way you were playing, you were always going to score, I think. Yeah, he stayed, you know, it looked to. Uh... When I watched it back, it's not as easy a chance as I actually thought at the time. No, um, it, it does well yeah. from where he is to yeah, yeah get in that position and slide mm-hmm. into the net. And yeah, I mean that's that's like what thirty seconds for half time. It's thirty mm-hmm. seconds after I thought we'd taken the lead. Just devastating. I mean, Robinson looks absolutely distraught. Obviously, um, yeah. and yeah, I was I, I was, was so angry from- at half time just because I thought we'd played well, mm-hmm. and I, and I just had it in my head that. We've, we've sort of played into their hands now because they are really good going forward and they like an open game which it had to be after it looked like it was going to have to be and I thought they'll just pick us off on the break now I did I did expect us to score um, but I expected them to score as well and obviously they already had the, already had the advantage and to, to, to let a goal in like that just before half time as well you're like oh no yeah, and it's, it's that feeling of having like look this team's really good and mm. we've, we've kind of given them two goals yeah I know I know one is you know, it's, it's kind of unavoidable the first one, I suppose. But at the same time, like Wes is saving it if Robinson doesn't, have, you know, isn't in that position. Mm. Yeah, so I'm just thinking these are these are really good. Yeah, I still think we're in the game, and I think we've played well. But you know, you've given them a lead. Are we really going to be able to come back against these? But and that's the waste... other thing as well. You you, th- you felt like we're giving them both goals, and we didn't need mm. to. You shouldn't do that against a team whose main thing is attacking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but fortunately, it takes us a mere three minutes to equalise in the second half. And so Jack Robinson, he he looks gutted as the goal goes in the second, uh, Burnley's second. And he's... Becky Bottom went straight up to him at half-time, which I didn't see him until my dad watched it, um, this game. And he said that at half-time, Ecking Bottom sort of runs onto the pitch yeah. to Robinson and sort of you know gives him a hug and a, and a talk and stuff. Well, yeah, that... That's what I was going to mention. He um, he, he looked good at half time as well, you know, because it it came so soon after the goal, and he yeah. Mm. And I was thinking that's that's tough. That's going to be tough to come back from. Like yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't know if he is a confidence player, Robinson, but he kind of reenacted his entire Blades career in this one match, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he had a, he had yeah a terrible yeah, yeah. first half, like an almost <laughs> like uh, unapologetically awful first half, and yeah. then became good in the second half. And he has a big part in this equaliser. Um, mm. it's I believe it's a corner, and he goes out to the right hand side, swings in. Excuse me, the left hand side swings in a right footed cross. Armad Odzic, uh, very clever header back towards the far post, and there's McBurney with a diving header to head it in. And this is where I want to come back to what you were saying about McBurney's movement. Yeah. It's it's just ridiculous how much he's changed in three months. His anticipation mm. here, he's the only one that's facing towards goal out of like every other outfield player basically it's yeah it's it's remarkable it's like he's seen the future it's like he knew exactly where Ahmed Ovzic <laughs> was going to place that ball and he was the only one that went for it and yeah, yeah finishes it brilliantly it's it's a brilliant this is how much I was watching the goals back I actually watched the the Burnley highlights Burnley version of the highlights which were about two minutes somehow they crammed them all in <laughs> uh, because their commentators um, I've seen them before are quite renowned have been quite bitter I don't know if you remember uh, Brentford last season where they were saying, Brentford, if they want to stay up like that, that's up to them. We don't want to watch any of that sort of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it worked, they weren't really bad. They were just like, by the fifth goal, he goes, and it's there, it's another one. <laughs> uh, but this goal, he goes, Jack Robinson, oh, it's not a good cross. And it's there, it's 2-2. <laughs> so brilliant. let's let's talk about Bernie, because by this point, he's got a goal and an assist in the game. This, for mm. me, was... 
one of the best striker performances I've ever seen from a United player. I I have to go back to uh, Leon Clark when he scored four uh, yeah. times against yeah. Hull, and I think this was better. Like I think as an all round performance, it sounds ridiculous that, but yeah, I mean, Debat gets a lot of stick for only giving uh, Leon Clark a nine point five in that match, but I do get what he means because in the first half, Leon Clark were pretty poor, if you remember. <laughs> yeah, didn't do much today. I remember but, he had a good good header, well saved, but yeah, 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 and he missed one with a clean through as well. But Bernie in this match from start, I mean, there's a fantastic tweet going around which I meant to say. Send you early, send you early, and I can't find it now. Uh, and he's every talk. My Bernie's every oh, talk. I've already, some of the uh, stuff, I, I saw someone else retweet. Yeah, I've yeah. Myself, yeah, and just some of the stuff that you, I think, oh yeah, I remember he did that. Like when he's sort of dribbling past a couple of players, and the the complete centre forward performance. It was amazing. It was it was absolutely amazing. Like I, I really do. I've retweeted that that tweet with every touch, and I really do urge people to watch it, particularly the second mm-hmm. half because. Everything he did was fantastic. He was so yeah, good on yeah. the ball. And then, obviously, a massive goal threat. So, he, McBurney had 11 shots in this game. 11 shots. We yeah. had four as a team against Bristol City the other night. I think he had seven on target. <laughs> um, he obviously scored two goals in the end. He actually... And I, okay, this, this is the counter-argument for anyone that doesn't think this was a 10 out of 10 performance. He actually... Uh, <laughs> he underperformed his expected goals yeah. in this game because yeah. he did miss a couple of chances or at least had them well saved. Yeah, the one off the line's unlucky. The, one, the, the, the other one which we've talked about, I probably should. Yeah, he's, I think he's got to score that, but yeah. The one on one? Yeah. Yeah, and then he has Good a. Good save, but yeah. Yeah, then he has a header as well. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. So, um, Ollie Walker, who I believe is. Really, it's Kevin Gage, am I making that up? No, I might be thinking of someone else. Um, sorry, this is no. This I am thinking of someone else. This is a guy who writes for uh, Stats Bomb. He oh, yeah. um, he tweeted this earlier. Uh, so comparing McBurney's season against Alexander Mitrovic's forty-three <laughs> goal season last season, McBurney is currently leading on xG per night. He's leading on shots per night. He's leading on xG per shot. So he's he's getting better shots. He's way ahead on touches in the box. He's way ahead on aerial wins. And he's slightly behind on the amount of times that he loses the ball. So, Oliver yeah. Bernie is currently playing better than record-breaking Mitrovic was last season, which is. Do you have any idea what his goals to starts is? Because I know he's got nine in sixteen, but that including that's including substitute appearances as well. I mean, he's averaging almost a goal a game at this so point. See, I think it is about nine in nine. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's what we're looking uh, at. A goal per nine minutes. Excuse me. Yeah, I'll try and bring it. Yeah, up. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's way ahead in on on that stat on like anyone else in the championship thing. Uh, well, based on uh, actually Benson is ahead of him, but he's played much less minutes. Um, well, he's yeah, played but, 107 minutes, uh, McBurney, and he's got nine goals. Bear in mind how good of a season and die has had. He's played 167 minutes and got the same amount of goals. Yeah, it's preposterous. The the thing I really like in a um, a, a bizarre way, I guess, is that McBurney is also top of the championship in big chances missed and that sounds like it should be a bad thing but actually no, but yeah. it shows that he could be doing even better but this is what could... I said earlier sorry this is what I said earlier about um, you know last season where just genuinely we talked about Brewster not looking like scoring but Bernie were worse last season about mm. you know just ne- even when he played well I remember he played against Hull I thought he put decent against Hull at home last season didn't look like scoring though whatsoever I think he had yep. one header that went flying over the bar, then a really weak shot, and that, and that were it. And 
the fact now, realistically, and I'm not exaggerating, I think he's missed... For me, he's missed at least four chances off the top of my head that he should have scored. Either with a good save or a bit of luck or whatever, but he should have scored. He should be sat here now on, what, 13 goals? Yeah, well, I'll give you... I'll give you... Data to support your point, he leads the championship in uh, expected goals on target, which is mm. ten and ten point one. So he's he should have, you know, keepers have denied him that extra goal. He's obviously mm. only scored nine. I'm mean, looking at the other players on this list. Jay Rodriguez XG on target of eight point three. He scored nine, so he's he's been mm. a little fortunate, I guess. Uh, Estepinian of Hull eight point two. So yeah, by all measures, McBurney could be doing better than he is, and if you could be doing better than you are. That suggests that what you're doing right now isn't mm. a flash in the pan. This could continue. It could even get better. Yeah. He's doing all this and he's and, playing through a hernia. <laughs> yeah, playing with a hernia. And another thing I would say is that, it, it, on the one hand, it does, it does show that we're creating a lot of chances. Mm. Um, but the, the, other, the other side of it is that, obviously, Sharp's not got those numbers and Bruce has not got those numbers. I think it just shows just how, in, what, nine games or whatever, less than a quarter of a season... He's become so important to the way we play. When we're at our best, he's, he's up front. Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I can't praise him enough for how he's turned it around this season. Um, Get him a new contract. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need, I'm keeping it to check if we've got an option on him, to be honest. I might have to ask old Hemingham Hemingway in a, in a Q&A or something. Yeah, um, that's what I start. Yeah, I mean... I mean I'd still I would imagine it, yeah. we have because it seems like everybody who was signed around that time, we've had a year, a year option on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I reckon that, I mean, people might just say oh, it's a flash in the pan. I don't think it is because he's done it before with Swansea. It's a big flash now. It's a big flash, <laughs> yeah. It is a big flash, but I think he's done it before at Swansea. If this were just a, if this were a, a, a player who we'd had for four years and done nothing before those mm. four years, whatever it's been, and then he did this, you might be thinking, is it just a purple patch? Is it, you know, a bit like Berrettin Diaz that we thought about, thought about him uh, last season, to be fair to him, he's kicked on as well this season. But, he played like this at Swansea. You, I typed in Swansea and McBurney, like just to see what their fans were saying about it. And they're not surprised at all. They said that Sheffield United are finally playing him in a way that suits him. Mm. Yes, I mean, I go back to Leon Clark again in a way. Like that season where he scored 19 goals, that was like everything he hit went in pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he missed a couple of chances, but it wasn't like he was a a, a, a shot machine as McBurney is at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Just close the stats now, but Bernie leads in number of shots, leads the entire league in yeah xG per ninety, shots per ninety, shots on target per ninety. Like he's just having a massive impact. Whereas yeah, Clark, I think Clark, you could have made that case. He was a, I mean, you know, history is kind that's of that's a fantastic shout. Yeah, that like, is that, a fantastic. That kind shout. of was a flash in the pan. I still would defend that giving him a contract uh, extension. Maybe point, not four years, but well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, that's a great shout, that Glenn Clark. Even at the time, I think because he, you know, his numbers were ridiculous. He's got something like thirteen in six or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were all thinking, this is Leon Clark. This guy's never scored this amount of goals at Championship level. McBurney, he's only twenty-four. McBurney, twenty-six. Twenty. Uh, he's I think... twenty-six. McBurney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, I, I can't. Who'd have thought we'd have been talking like this about him? And it just, I just hope that this this operation goes well, and you know, there's no sort of. Nasty surprises for us, and he and he's back against Huddersfield uh, when the World Cup yeah, over. Yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, that for me that was an absolute ten out of ten performance, and 
Uh, I don't pay too much attention to who's scored.com's sort of fairly nebulous rating system, but that's the first time they've given out a 10 out of 10. Their algorithm is... First time a championship player has had 10 out of 10 this season. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was... It was just unbelievable. It was unplayable. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, just hope he's, hope he's fit enough to start tomorrow night. Right, we need to, we need to move along, mate. <laughs> sorry. No, no, sorry. Yeah, well, you <laughs> no, know, no, no, it's me. It's yeah. me. I'm getting overexcited. Um, we so that we makes... 1-0 loss away at Coventry. So. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it to all. Uh, 15 minutes after this, the Jack Robinson redemption uh, gathers pace because he is the one that bundles in an equaliser, which... Again, just like utter carnage in the box, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Armad Odzic crashes one against the crossbar. Literally, it, nearly touched the crossbar off his <laughs> It did, yeah. It was a proper, like, yo moment yeah, yeah. as a fan. Um, the ball's bobbling around. Not sure, like, from my angle, I was like, I've no idea which direction this is going in. And then Robinson. I thought just... when you look at it, yeah, when you look at it back, it's almost like he's hooking it away, Robinson. He's like, yeah. it could have been a disastrous finish. <laughs> like just rounding his like, day off with like a, a bicycle kick the other way. <laughs> but obviously, I know, I don't know about you, I had no idea that he was the one who put it in from where I was sat. No, not a clear. I, I sort of, I think I subconsciously got it just from everyone's reaction, like yeah, in the, yeah, on yeah. the pitch and in the uh, in the crowd as well. I think, but. Uh, yeah, lovely moment. He, he lobs that in. And as I say, he's, he is a threat, isn't he? I mean... Yes, a few, yeah. Five goals he, um, in the last two seasons, which is centre-half, not bad. Yeah, and it's, it's something like way more than he scored in like his you know previous yeah. 200 career games or whatever. He's, you look at Egan, for instance, who yeah. has got two in about 15 seasons. <laughs> then, yeah, he's, it's, not, it's not a bad return. He's char- in this goal, lead-up to this goal, he is charging at the ball, Robinson. It's Armand Odds sort of gets to it first and crashes it against mm. the bar, but Robinson's right behind him, and yeah, yeah, he's had, yeah, he's had yeah. a good good run at the ball. Um, yeah, lo- a lovely moment for him to do that. I can't. I've, someone can maybe tweet us, but God knows when the last time we had a player score at both ends like that. I feel like it's mm. it's almost a cliche, isn't it? That, like, it, seems, it, it seems to happen fairly regularly, but... I can't remember a United player doing that. I can't any... stop David Holdsworth, yeah. maybe? I had a vague memory of Holdsworth doing it. but Yeah, I yeah. remember Brian Brian Gale scored, a, I think, swear it about seven weeks in a row he scored an on goal for us. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, um, and I should say, Robinson, I've, I really regret mentioning the tackle that he put in um, at Bristol City, where he a brilliantly aggressive, clean tackle oh, yeah. right on the touchline. And he replicated in this one on... On Benson yeah, in that yeah, first yeah. half as well. A, uh, he did not like it, did he? Uh, the young Belgian. <laughs> he did not, and uh, yeah, was was helped to his feet by teammates. But I really like that. I really like Robinson's aggression. I got to say, you know, yeah. I, I think it's a diff- it's a more constructive aggression than like mm. Baldox's sometimes. Although we'll we'll talk about him in a minute as well. Uh, yeah, um, yeah I, I think he brings a lot to our team. You know, he's a player I was super critical of for the first six months last season, but I'm glad to have him back. I think he. I, I do think he brings quite a bit to our team, to be honest. Yeah, and, uh, it's good to have just a, a defender on that side by I mean, he didn't look like that in the first half, I have to admit. But, <laughs> and obviously, Clark's sat on the bench as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Clark comes in on Tuesday, you know, because I don't know if Stevens or Robinson are going to be able to play three games. But then again, Rob, Osborne did, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, great moment when he, he gets that goal. And then Armadotic breaks out an overhead kick, which is just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, yeah, as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, then we have that, that period that I mentioned where Murich suddenly goes bananas. McBurney gets played in on goal. He saves mm. it with his legs. The save from Armand Odzic from the resulting corner, I think, is absolutely 
I think that was the best save he made Brilliant in the save. game. Top corner, um, just he's such a good leap. I mean, he's a big guy anyway, but yeah. Yeah, phenomenal save. McBurney then gets a header from that next corner, which is a more comfortable save, but still needed to to do it. You, we, we missed the uh, enjoy offside goal. That you oh, mentioned of course, there yeah. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I believe is also a McBurney header from a yeah, corner. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the ball breaks to Almadodzic, sorts his feet out and what smashes it in. Brilliant so he, finish, yeah. This is this guy the centre half, and and he should score. If he misses that, you think you know that's a great chance. But the way he finishes it is just mm. no sort of run up or anything. He's bang, that's it. It was proper centre forwards. Need more, need more from that. I don't know. Like you can imagine, like Bruce finishing like that, and you're like, yeah, yeah. that's a striker's finish. <laughs> Four goals now for Amadozic, mm. and a couple of assists, and he could he could easily have had a hat trick in the second half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he scored one, he yeah. hit the bar, and he had that save that we just talked about. On it, you know, on another yeah. day he does have a hat trick in in a half, which is absurd. Yeah. Although uh, he almost did it against st- Reading. I actually thought it was a bit, bit yeah, up and down in the first half, but second half was full on back to the you yeah. know the anel that we that we love. Yeah, agree on both counts. Yeah, I thought he uh, I thought he struggled at times in the first half as well. Um, we bring on Basham in midfield at this point, which was a, a surprise. Mm. I think <laughs> I didn't, didn't see this but coming I, at yeah, all. Yeah, like I said. I thought, I thought, fair enough. Stevens not going to last the ninety minutes. He's not played, and I thought, well, this is easy, isn't it? You know, uh, we're just going to put Robinson over to left wing back and bash it. But no, uh, Bash plays the the creative midfield right right hand <laughs> side role. Yeah, he did all right. He got he his did body. all right. Yeah, did all right. Yeah, did. did he, I mean, as soon as he came on, he like did a little bit of a turn and passed it, and like he was like, that's why they brought him on in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, if there's any sort of neutral parties listening to this, if they think we're just skipping over a load of Burnley attacks and stuff here, wow. we're really not. They just absolutely couldn't deal with us at all. Yeah. And um, I guess, uh, well, I guess it was only 10 minutes before, or excuse me, five minutes before we make it 5-2. And this it was a goal. It did feel like we were scoring every couple of minutes at this point I know yeah. we didn't but because obviously the aftermath of all the celebrating the atmosphere were fantastic by the way mm. best of the season easily um, and Burnley fans fair play to them by the way because they clapped their team off at the end and they all they stayed they stuck around didn't they I'm, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that that was that away end was still pretty much full at full time which um, not many teams would do that I don't think no. and they made a lot of noise when they were winning as well and, and obviously it's easy to say you know, oh yeah, but they shouldn't shut up when they were losing. But they were five two down. You know, <laughs> yeah, they were, like, getting, they were getting annihilated. Yeah I, yeah, I probably, I probably would have gone for a pint to be honest by the time. Yeah, the fifth exactly. Goal yeah, but um, yeah. but yeah, so fair play to them um, for for that. But it did feel because obviously after the aftermath of all the goals and all the cheering and everything, and then we were on the attack again and again and again and again. It just mm. did feel like we scoring every three or four minutes. My shins are wrecked, mate. I have bruises <laughs> like the full length of my shins from these goals. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It was, it was a frenzied. I mean, it's a frenzied performance from us in the second mm-hmm. half. But I think the atmosphere was frenzied as well. I mean, there's some really good vlogs and stuff from the Burnley end, and you can see like you know even the John Street and the family stand just going absolutely bananas. I think at this, at this fifth goal because it was just so. There's something about McBurney, isn't there? He has got a weirdly magnetic personality, I think. I think this is why he's had so many defenders, even when he's like really been struggling and been, you know, frankly, a total waste of money for about two and a half seasons there in the the middle of his Blaze career. But there is something about him, and when this chance breaks to him and he sticks it away, I lost my mind. I was like, if I could have chosen a player to slide that one into the net, it definitely would have been him. But well, I remember just one of my mates, Mitch, he, he said uh, about two seasons ago, you know, he, if he starts scoring, he's going to be a cult hero. He's just that mm. sort of person. And I think 
it got to the point, obviously, at the end of last season where every, everyone were fed up with him. And I think if someone had said, McBurney's going to West Brom on a free, you'd be like, yeah, thanks. Get him off the books because that's just mm. a waste of a wage. The turnaround, obviously, we can't keep saying the same thing over and over again. The turnaround is incredible. But as you said, he has that weird sort of roguish, lovable rogue personality mm. as well that, that goes along with the goals. Rogue is a great descriptor for it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this ah, oh, it's ball from Norwood. I mean, what? Just what a what a boss he is. He's such a maestro, isn't it? I can't, I just can't talk highly enough about him. And uh, yeah, Baldock makes a fantastic run, and uh, it's George. It's time to talk about George, I think, because fantastic. This could have been his best ever game for us. I think certainly the best that I can remember. I thought he was phenomenal at both ends of the pitch. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's a good question, that. There might have been another one, but I can't think of one on top of my head. Brilliant. I mean, obviously, uh, great news today that Bogle's back on the grass. Mm. Um, and I think we'd have all said, right, as soon as Bogle gets proper fit, he's in for Baldock, purely for his attacking ability. I think Baldock, in these last three in particular, but particularly the, the last game, he's offering a lot going forward as well. You know, he's, he's set the goal up, obviously, against West Brom with fantastic yeah. ball across. Um Tuesday night wasn't, you know, no one did anything, did they, to be fair. And then, um, and then obviously, he he, he assisted for, uh, well, they got the corner, weren't a corner, but he were, he were really far up on the right mm. a lot of times and obviously set this one up as well with a with a great run. Fantastic ball, but a great run. He is offside, but it's a great run. Should Very score. close, by the way. I mean, it's really, really, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not something that, it's not like, oh, that's a terrible decision from the lines. Ha- having not. watched a few years of VAR, I'm I'm less certain about those offsides than I used to be. Like, you know, you, you, you can be yeah. surprised, can't you? Because obviously you judge it from a, a body part that can play the ball yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the feet and stuff like that. So, yeah, he probably was offside, but I would say it's not as, uh, it's not as clear-cut a thing as <laughs> you might think. Yeah, anyway. no, 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 and, and, and yeah, and it's a fantastic run from him. And when have we ever seen George Baldock in a centre forward position? <laughs> very, very uh, few times. Takes a great first touch, doesn't he? Great first touch. This is why I, I, I wanted to follow up by I said he should finish, but I did what I also said like just after that. There, but the touch he get he takes to get into that position in the first place is the reason why we end up scoring. Yeah, and it's it, I think it's a brilliant save as well. It doesn't doesn't. You know, fluff the chance or anything like yeah, that. But yeah, I mean, I, I said a bit on the last one. Like, I thought this would be a game that Baldock could give us quite a bit going forward. But I didn't expect this. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was an absolute flying winger at times, and I thought defensively he did a really good job as well, um, particularly in that second half. Um, yeah, he uh, he gets picked out by Norwood. He's you know Norwood's just chilling in the centre circle, and it's like, okay, I'm just going to ping a sixty yard ball straight onto his yeah. instep and on goal. Uh, Murich makes a good save with his foot, but Bernie slides it in and pulls out a tremendous ten out of ten knee slide in front of the cop as well. Like I don't know, just a, a great image that one. One of, yeah, one of my yeah, favourite yeah, moments yeah. of the season so far. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just carnage. They couldn't live with us. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad he so glad we got that fifth goal because didn't flatter us in the slightest. And then, yeah, it was just a, a cruise for the rest of the game, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And, and like I say, it would be nice to see uh, Arblaster as well, by the way. And uh, Brooks coming in the second half. And Arblaster, he should have shot, man. <laughs> yeah, I was crying out for it. He, he played too sensibly. Yeah, Arblaster's uh, home debut and uh, Andre Brooks's uh, first ever appearance for us, I think. Um, just yeah, a note yeah. on him, actually, Brooks. I, I thought he... Uh, I mean, look, we're talking mere minutes here, but I thought that was a very calm performance from him, you know? There was mm. no 
he just played the situation perfectly. It was only what was six minutes of injury time, I think there were. So he only he only played like four minutes, but a couple of nice touches. You know, he wasn't trying to. He, he didn't give them the ball at any point. You know, he was, he was mm. sort of playing it safe. Good good movement. You know, just linking it with the midfield. I thought, um, yeah, I thought that was really. He didn't look out of place in the slightest. So no. yeah, and no. another academy product on the pitch. Very nice to see. And um, yeah, Burnley at this point, as I said, are just kind of winding down the clock themselves, aren't they? We almost. We almost took it off Murich when he, he tried a little uh, yeah, drag yeah. back, and I thought um, either Sharp or Enjoy, I can't remember which one it was, almost almost took it off him. But yeah, it was um, it was amazing. I, one of my yeah, one of the best performances in in recent memory, I think. Um, yeah, any any final thoughts on on the game or individuals? Just, I mean, you could pick them all out, couldn't you? To be fair, but yeah, fantastic. Really, really, really enjoyed the the whole. The whole game, the whole day, and everything like that, and um, it's really got like a spring of mist. I, I thought we were limping towards the international break, and now you're like, keep it going. <laughs> you know, yes. we're all desperate for it, like to to come on, but uh, to 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 start get to but, the break. Yeah, get to the break. But now we're getting played coming back and all this sort of stuff. You're like, maybe you should carry on. But yeah, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic game. Yeah, three wins in a row. Mm. Incredible performance, and uh, yeah, that leads us to. Another game tomorrow night, the penultimate game before the World Cup break, the last home game as well, obviously before that break, mm. and that's Rotherham, who are at the other end of the statistical spectrum, really. Uh, mm. You know, We're going from playing probably the best team in the league or the best statistical team in the league to probably the worst. So, uh, yeah, hold on to your ass. You know, yeah. This is one of those things where we... We are absolutely better than Rotherham, but hey, this is football. You got to turn up and take care of business. But um, yeah, they have the going forward. They have the lowest uh, open play xG. They have by far the worst open play xG against. So set pieces is the only thing they're like pretty good at, which won't surprise you, I guess. They also no, one of the least yeah, yeah. one of the least aggressive pressing teams. They just abandoned possession pretty much everywhere on the box they're one of the lowest away scorers this is a game we really should win and yeah. um yeah we've just got to turn up and turn up and do it basically Play in fairness to them, they've been pretty unlucky in the last two by all accounts we should have had a penalty against norwich mm. and obviously the 90 100th minute goal that burnley scored in the, in the game before that and i think they competed pretty well and I've got the view from Sorted for it, and their fans are not as dis- not as pessimistic as you might think, actually. Mm. Because they've competed in the last two games, only lost to Norwich one nil, and obviously only lost to Burnley three two. So certainly going to be a walkover. It's going to be a totally different game, I think, to uh, Saturday. Yeah, um, I don't think it'll be anywhere near as open. Possession. No, yeah, we'll have all the possession and a nice little early goal would be fantastic, wouldn't it? It would because then I think we could blow them away. Yeah. Um... It's. I guess it's if we have the legs. I'd like us to. I'd like us to start our best team again. You know. Yeah. Just try and try and get the. Th- we get four points from the next two games. That'd be great. I think. Um, but I would quite like the three to come at home in a weird way. I don't know. I. I just think. I think it'd be a real come down if we smash Burnley and then drop points or, or even yeah. lose to. It would. But that's football, isn't it? You know what I mean. It that's is. Like... It is. But, but that's what I mean. Like, I, if I could prioritize one of these two games to like, yeah, get the like the last bit of juice out of the legs for this team. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one I want to win. Like, sign off in front of your fans for this World Cup break by getting three points. I don't care how you don't have to score five goals this time. Yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, just just get the win. So I, I'd like to see pretty much the same team. I think definitely, um, definitely McBurney and Ajay to start, and then uh, it'd be interesting to see because. 
they left uh, Ndaya, which I was really surprised about, actually. Uh, he left Ndaya on for so long, mm. uh, well, for the entire match, and even McBurney played until, what, 80 minutes or something like that. So be interesting to see if they, if they do go with the same sort of team again. Obviously, Stevens is another one that we'll be looking at, and Robinson as well. Um, and like I say, I hope, personally, I hope McAteo Doyle's back because I think we'll have a lot of the ball, and I think we might yeah. need a more technically creative midfield than the one that we put out on Saturday to, to get through these, but... Yeah, that's a good show. Could be a good game for McAtee, actually. He's mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure McCall said he's good to go. Um as in he could play tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh Doyle, they're talking about fifty fifty. I it's a calfish injury in it. Mm. Um so it's not serious, but I think they're being careful with it. I think I think it was a calf that like had him injured in preseason, so my guess yeah. is he doesn't play the next two games, Doyle. But um yeah, good good shout McAtee. I could see him starting this one. I thought Flake yeah. was alright, actually. I mean, you know, everyone was Amazing, I thought, but yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty encouraging. Uh, second start back for Fleck, I think, or third start. You, you third, yeah, because he started yeah. West, West Brom. Yeah, that's right. Building yeah. up, building up a bit. Um, yeah, so it was good. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, Yorkshire Derby and all that. Uh, it it will be tough in its own way, but mm. Rotherham are nowhere near as talented as Burnley. And ultimately, nah. I think they've sold out as well. I think it should be a big attendance because I know they're not selling tickets on the cart, but obviously, this would mm. supposed to be played before the. Well, you're sitting on the upper tier, in fact, aren't you? I am, because if uh, if people remember, I'd move my tickets for when this game was originally going ahead because I was going to take my daughter because it was a three o'clock Saturday game. Mm. And uh, I can't move them back <laughs> because they're not <laughs> selling tickets on the cart. This is so frustrating. I moved my season tickets as one game. They've sold my season ticket seat, if you like, so yeah. they couldn't just switch me back. And, uh, yeah, when I said, can you not just give me a seat somewhere else back on the cop? They said, no, we can't because uh, we're not allowed to not sell or you know distribute any new tickets on the cop. So well, it's it a good, might, good job yeah. I've held on to my original paper tickets for the upper tier, really, otherwise I'd be out of pocket. Oh, yeah, you want to be able to, yeah, good point, actually, yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, the good news, I suppose, is that a lot of people have got the tickets before... Um, obviously the the ban or whatever it is. Yeah, but, including whoever sat in my seats. Enjoy it on row double O. <laughs> <laughs> go up and uh, go up and give him a clip for me at half time, will you? Yeah, you know I'm not like I can't, can't leave my seat. <laughs> <laughs> can't go to the toilet or anything. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't do it. Can't, that's just my only, only reason I saw all the goals is because I went not to get a toilet on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Richard Wood playing for uh, Rotherham? He is. Apparently he's fit as well. There were a bit of doubt about him, but they've got quite a lot of injuries. Um, mm. I think they've got five or six out, which might not sound like a lot from what we've had, but obviously the squad's a lot smaller. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they, they are at the bare bones. They're on about they might not be able to uh, f- uh, make a, a full bench or name a full oh, wow. bench. So, yeah. Connor so they really Washington. are struggling in that sense. Connor Washington's out, ex-Blade legend uh, mm. of the promotion ser- uh, series season. Uh, so, yeah. Is uh, yeah Daniel? Uh, I think it's Barlasser. It's pronounced the midfielder is um, is their best player. I think. I think uh, Wiles as well. I think he's a decent player as well. Yeah, Wiles. Yeah, uh, is one of the top chance creators in the championship, which I think is majority set pieces, but they all count. <laughs> so um, yeah, watch out for it. He's one I uh, had on my radar last season. As like, mm, can we just go cherry pick this guy? This could be like, you know the the Fleck replacement, essentially. So uh, I'm interested. I've, I saw him a few times for Rotherham last season, but I'm interested to yeah. to watch him. And yeah, he's he's their main danger man for sure. And uh, yeah, it's uh, hopefully hopefully another big attendance, hopefully another win for the Blades. And then um, yeah, we're going to Cardiff away 
on a high with a chat. In fact, I think we will we be top of the league if we win tomorrow night, or does it depend? If we win on tomorrow, the yeah. So yeah, good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I forgot. <laughs> yeah, if we win by any score, because Burnley and Blackburn have already played their uh, game. That oh, we, their extra game, yeah. Yeah, because they obviously were abandoned because of the Queen dying, and they've already played theirs. So yeah, um, we should uh, if with a win. I say we should. We will. And yeah. Burnley have got Blackburn on Sunday, so mm. someone's going to drop points. Um, yeah, yeah. That's you know, if we needed another carrot to uh, to win this game tomorrow night. Well, I mean, not to you know tempt fate or anything, but I don't think I've ever seen us do anything other than beat Rotherham at home. Anyway, why have you said that? You're like Keith Edwards, man, <laughs> what <are> you doing? <laughs> I mean, look at this up now because I've I've been to Rotherham when we've not won, but I feel like yeah. every time I've seen us play Rotherham at home, we've 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 taken care of them. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my phrase. So the last time we lost at home was to Rotherham was 27th of September 1980 when I was not alive and that was in League Division 3. Wow. So yeah, you're looking at 42 years there with uh, between home defeats. Uh, yeah. assume, <laughs> well, hopefully that will continue even longer obviously. 42 is that right? Yes. I'm, yeah, that's I'm right. not yeah, sure. It's late on a Monday evening. <laughs> it is. It is. We need. We need to finish. Sorry, we've been so far too long. Uh, Keith Stroud's the referee tomorrow night, by the way, because you know. Bloody Keith! Stroud. How come we keep getting Keith Stroud? Like I thought you. No, no Rother was not at him this season. I read as well. So, um, but uh, even their fans are going, oh no, not him. <laughs> there's not. There's not enough referees to go around. Clearly, no. if we keep if we keep having to get Keith Stroud, right, mate. Let's let's finish. Let's uh, let's let's plug everything. You've been you've been very busy. Um, well, as have I, I suppose. With it. Yeah, actually, a, a joint if project. Is, I do want to mention actually. My website is knackered at the moment. I don't know why. Where Roy's view from. If you go on it and it, and it's sending you to some bizarre adverts, um, no, I, no, that's delete your uh, delete your browser. History. Yeah, delete your browser. Now it's um, I don't know what actually what's going on with it, but every now and then I say like once every twenty four hours or maybe twice every twenty four hours, every link on it's going down. And I, I press save changes on permalinks and it comes back up again. So very much like United, I'm just going to limp along until the international break and do some proper maintenance on it because I don't want to do any messing around with it while the season's still going on uh, and then lose everything <laughs> and not no. be able to do one for the next couple of games so if you do click on it and I'll be putting the Rotherham view out tonight if you do click on it and it doesn't go to the the website or anything like that just check back in about 15 minutes and i'll probably sort it so is, is this your way of saying don't tweet me i know about it <laughs> no no to be fair i appreciate it because the tweets are the obviously i don't go on my on my site all the time so people are going views down I'm like all right mate no worries and i can oh it's so annoying so i'll press one button and it comes back on again but i don't really know what's happening because i don't know anything about computers so i'm gonna <laughs> get my crack team on it uh, over the international break but for now i'm just gonna be limping along until the final uh <laughs> until the card the uh, the Burnley one was great though. If anyone can yes. get on and read it, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed this comment. The second half was essentially me versus my nephew on FIFA last Boxing Day. <laughs> I hadn't ever played it, and I was on my second bottle of red. It's uh, definitely one of the best best comments of the season. That um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Living with Maidley, I was involved. Do you wish yes, to tell Living with Maidley, of course. Uh, we did thirty years of the Premier League with your good self. Uh, really mm. enjoyed doing that, uh, and that's how you can get that uh, if you go on Twitter at Living with Maid One or wherever you get this podcast from basically indeed yeah it was great we cover off the our favorite moments our funniest moments and the most shocking, shocking moments. moments yeah um yeah, yeah really really enjoyed it and uh, i listen i'd listen back to it um for uh, editing because liam edits obviously put some things and i really enjoyed listening back to it to be honest so uh, yeah check that out 
Yeah, no, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure to be involved. Really enjoyed dipping into some Premier League memories with that one. Um, yeah, so that's Living with Maidley, Roy'sViewFrom.com. Follow you at Panchero on Twitter and get me at BladesPod. And uh, yeah, we're sorry for talking so oh, long, yeah. mate, but this is a, this was a giddy one. Uh, yeah, I, you know, even if we're brought down to earth tomorrow night with uh, and you know a surprise defeat, I guess. That five two is uh, is a warning shot to the rest of the league, I think. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, come on, you blades, and let's hopefully get another three points tomorrow. Right, mate. Thank you so much for your time. I will, uh, well, hopefully bump into you at some point tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to you for uh, being a part of this podcast as always, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. <laughs>